Take it. Take it. Take it. Take it. Take it. That's right. I'm gonna wait for the air horn. I'm not even gonna say anything. I'm gonna let it ride in for like five minutes. <laughs> See, Todd. Can't tell us nothing. Show in the house, everybody. John, Antoine, Amici, Tandy. All of us make Can't Tell Us Nothing, an improv group out of Houston, Texas. Thank you for coming to the show thank you for thank watching you. it if you're not viewing it live if you are viewing it live then it's 8 56 p.m on a tuesday if you're not viewing it live thank you for watching it anyway <laughs> uh <laughs> this show we take opinions discussions topics turn into improv scenes right in front of you right before your eyes we just make up these scenes it's a lot of fun uh but you also get to hear our thoughts on things and how we feel about what's going on. And check in with us. We'd love to hear what's going on with you as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Leave yeah. stuff in the chat. Yeah. If anything uh, strikes your interest, it's not like an improv show where you got to be quiet the whole time. No. Like this one, <laughs> go ahead and say what's on your mind, put it in the comments. Yep. You yep. may, uh, may inspire something amazing. Yep. And like it, like it, and share it as you're coming in so more people can see it. We want to keep this thing going, man. We just did a show with people from Belgium. Man, is international now. That was a lot of yes. fun. Yes, and it was super fun. It was super fun. Oh, oh shout out to the sudden knot. The sudden knot, man. We got to get them to come to Houston. We definitely want to go out there with you guys. That also that reminds me. I, I was watching, and I want to post. I'm going to post a screenshot of this maybe later on tonight. But I was watching in the Heights, looking out for our boy Hugh yeah. was on the show, and I saw him <laughs> yeah. watching that car. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "It's my boy Hugh!" Shout out to Hugh, man. That Shout out to Jones. Hugh. Nicely out to done. Hugh. Well got done a, in the Heights. I got a cue. Uh, I'm gonna watch it probably this weekend and just take a, take a snapshot of Hugh. Yes, nice. Wait, so um. Oh, Antoine's not there. Yeah, he, just... he probably cleared it out so his connection could come in strong. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he had like a James Brown moment. <laughs> oh, what? In what way? Why is it a James Brown? He walking off the stage and he gonna come back. There you go. <laughs> See? Hey, uh huh, uh huh. He wanted to switch the spot he was on on the screen. He got too hype. James Brown it. <laughs> um anyway, sorry. Don't let me interrupt. What were you saying? <laughs> I was gonna ask, did, did you uh see his scene? Did Hugh speak? You heard the words all uh, right. Uh, did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, he did. You saw it too? Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. I gotta watch. Yeah. Got a couple oh, lines. Uh, I gotta else. see it. I gotta see you. Shout out to Hugh, man. I love it, man. Nice. Uh -huh. um, anyway, yeah, welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, John actually has a discussion topic today. Do you want to introduce it, man? I don't Absolutely, man. So every it. now and then, you know, we don't have a guest today, so the topic's got to be some heat. And um, I went to Top Golf over the weekend, and one of my friends asked me, <clears throat> John, you're an artist. Uh, what do you think about R. Kelly? And of course, you never really get that question too much. But she didn't ask me to see if I was going to have a bunch of judgment. She wanted to see from an artist's perspective how that impacts me. And I decided to think, I want to ask our podcast, what do you guys think about separating an artist from their behavior or their lifestyle? Is that something you think should exist? You should be able to separate. Do you think that is something that is absolutely has boundaries, as we would say, possibly some people feel strongly about R. Kelly, uh, even some with early Michael Jackson or whatever. Uh, I just kind of want to open that discussion. For those who may not be in the know, can you tell the people a little bit about why R. Kelly would be a point of contention? So R. Kelly is like, um, he's in every black family gathering over five to ten people um that's going to be longer than two hours right you're going to have music there and r kelly has made a lot of swinging music he's made a lot of um what would you call it like line dancing music for black people and and black people cannot resist 
doing line dances with their family. It's probably like the only time we all connected and ain't arguing with each other is when we doing a line dance. Um, and of course, step in the name of love. I've literally watched people who have, man, you know what? I dare that DJ to play some Mark Kelly, man. He wrong. He dying in that prison. And then sneakily step in the name of love will come through. And originally you just let the music start taking you. And next thing you know, you're on the dance floor or you're fighting with yourself, you know, to, to really reconcile how good the music is versus what the music meant or how he created it, inspired it, or what he did in the process. Um, and if you guys are not familiar with it, um, you could check out a documentary called Surviving R. Kelly or Google his name and just go through a couple of pages and see what you find. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. So here's my thing. I'm torn, man. I'm torn um, because uh, I and I see uh, Crystal made something in the <laughs> said she left some in the comments. But um, Michael Jackson was like the first, first I guess introduction to like having somebody that makes up a big part of like what you enjoy to consume as far as entertainment. And then having something so ridiculously um, against his character. I remember as a kid thinking to myself, like, man, this can't be true because you love Michael Jackson so much and his music and his films and stuff mean so much, you know. But obviously, as a parent, now I think if it would have happened to me in my stage as an adult, my fear and my, you know, overprotection of how I view my children would, would probably make my emotions lean me to, I don't even want to entertain anybody who could be, you know, associated with that kind of behavior. And, um, and in that case, this is when I go, man, that's an emotional reaction. You know, we don't really know a lot of the facts. Uh, we know he was acquitted. So, and he, he, he's a, he's a very, very interesting case where R. Kelly is actually, you know, convicted, charged, thrown in jail, X, Y, Z, tons of evidence, history of, you know, the type of behavior, you know, for me, it wasn't as hard for me to just kind of, I don't want to do anything R. Kelly, um, because he was kind of like, it wasn't like he was caught red-handed or it was something happened in the past. Um, I mean, not, not he was caught red-handed. I mean, he was like caught red-handed, and it's it was still going on. He was fighting to keep doing it, you know, or or whatever, right? And and in that case, it was kind of like, man, I don't even want to continue bankrolling you because the more we bankroll you, the, the better you can do this stuff, right? And and, and the rule. So my my approach to R. Kelly, um, all in all, do I think his music is still beautiful pieces of artwork? I say yes, but I say that and still get a bad battery taste in my mouth when I say it, because you can't hear the music and think about it without having a thought about what the guy did. But if I've been like chiefing and I'm zoned out, I can listen to R. Kelly and hear the notes and the beauty and the genius in it. So maybe people just need to smoke more weed and listen to music. Or maybe that can help. Mm. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting question. Um, just as a comparison, I I deem this uh, scenario Hitler's painting, and the reason I call it that is because Hitler was like a known painter or artist or something. And I imagine like what what if someone got their hands on a painting? It was of something not like it was like a landscape, right? There's a tree, there's the sun, whatever. It's it's just a nice little pleasant landscape, right? They like it, they take it home, they put it on their wall, have guests over later that week. When the guest says, isn't that one of Hitler's paintings? Didn't Hitler paint that landscape? Now, there's nothing about the painting that indicates any sort of Nazi propaganda is going on. It's just a painting. But because it's painted by Hitler, does that mean you're someone who supports Hitler, right? Do, do you take it down now? Like, does it? It's still the same landscape you liked before. Can you still like it even with that backstory? I think it's a little that scenario. I can make it an, an easier argument to separate the artist from the work. But something like R. Kelly, 
However, yeah, <laughs> because because his work champions a certain message, and his actions do something else, and they're in my head intertwined. It's harder for me to disassociate the work from from the artist. And that's so. a good argument because, I mean, Hitler was who he said he was, right? But he just drew something beautiful that had nothing to necessarily do with what he was physically doing. Whereas you're saying that if Hitler was making paintings of what they were doing back in those days, the gruesomeness, and it was still considered beautiful, you wouldn't be able to separate, right? It's more or less. More or less. Yeah, yeah. Along those I, lines. I don't understand why, because this this is uh my, I guess my take on it, and it's coming out in this in this conversation that y'all are having right now. Why does it stick? Why do some people like they get it? Like if people find out that they did this, then it's oh, this is horrible. There's they're ne we're never gonna do this. It sticks for some people and other people it doesn't really. They don't get so-called, uh, I don't even use that word because that's being used by uh, a group of people I don't like to talk about. But they get <laughs> like, you know, nah. they're, 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 you know, it's like, oh, we're not going to listen to them. We're not going to, we're not going to deal with that. Oh, it's terrible if you do that. Why does it stick for some people? And some what, what, people do say, stick? what do you I mean by stick? I mean, why do they, why do people uh, respond, oh, we're not going to listen to that music. Oh, you're a terrible person. If you do, this person, and 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 not just like a couple of people, but I mean, in terms of society and their knowledge of that person, they'll say, oh, we don't, you know, uh, celebrate their art, whatever it is, because they did X, Y, Z. But other people, you know, it's just kind of like, hey, you know, it's wishy-washy. There's no firm there's no firm, no, we're not going to do this across the board for everybody who's done something wrong. It's just some people really get penalized for it and their artists shut out and, you know, we're not supposed to listen to them or or if you do, there's a problem. And then other people, eh, it's whatever, right? Because they haven't, they, the Cosby show is on TV. They haven't taken that off. I mean, I think he, I think they demonized Cosby for sure. So um, was it Seven Heaven? Wasn't the guy from Seven Heaven like doing some right. crazy stuff? That show wasn't they, taken off. I mean, you know, it, I don't, I don't, I don't, that's the part that I, I'm, I'm curious about. Why some people, why, why do some people get shut out and other people don't? They may have done similar things and their artistry, you know, uh, Seventh Heaven was about kids. Right. And I think wasn't he with some underage girls it was about him as a father with family. That's that's the complete opposite of what a good father is. But, you know, I think it's I think it's it has a lot to do with time, culture and the value system that's going at that time, because oh, okay. when you this is my opinion, my opinion. Right. So R. Kelly, we're I talking about. He made hundreds of millions of dollars off of selling wonderful sounds and sexual ballads, right? Like sex is still in this country, probably the one of the biggest industries, but nobody likes to really openly discuss sexuality as a culture. Um, it's still kind of demonized when you see high levels of sexuality. So I think him having that personally was really, you know, Kind of like the anchor, right? Is you have a you have a music that is eighty nine percent about sex. You, you once you go back and re listen to it, you could kind of imagine him speaking to, you know, That's whatever it. the That's demographic, the right? And and it's mm -hmm. hard to kind of like I said, it's the kind of the anchor that sunk him. Whereas, you know, Bill Cosby, if Bill Cosby would have like produced P Valley, right? If he made his name off P Valley. Man, he would have sunk. It would have been a lot okay. of people that jump off the ship because I think sexuality is a hot, very difficult, complex thing in our culture. Um, whereas having college uh, show about college kids and you know black college kids, a show about um, upperly mobile black respectable families, you know that kind of helped keep them a little bit at water, even though he drifted way the mm -hmm. fuck out in the ocean. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> Nonetheless, right? You're like, wait a second. This show taught me something that is could go a legacy or two, right? What he's teaching is makes sense, right? But 
I don't like what he did, you know, and then I argue, is it even my business, right? Like, is it something I should be caring about? I used to make the argument about football. A lot of people are like, big, don't like Kobe Bryant when, uh, rest in peace, obviously, but when we were younger, everyone was like, I don't like Kobe. I don't like how he is off the court. I don't like what he says. But if you were on a team and you needed a guy, I don't think those same people who didn't like Kobe would be like, man, I don't like Kobe, man. I don't like how he'd be wearing his Adidas. I'm going to pick this guy over the corner. It's, it was just something that they could use to, you know, do whatever, be insecure. Um, and you could totally ignore what you don't like about that person when it comes in your benefit, right? Or it makes you feel a lot better about yourself. So I think part of it is that too. Um, dang, thunderstorming over here. Can y'all hear that? Yeah, yeah, I heard that. It sounded like God was like, <laughs> speak about COVID. Maybe it's, maybe it's, um, if you can. Because I mean, you brought up the point, like with the R. Kelly song, like you hear the words, you can see him saying those things or doing those things to the persons he's harmed. Right. We've got we've got living witnesses. They've said these things have happened and he's singing this music. So then we can visualize him doing it. And then it's like, nope, no. go. But if it's something and and maybe you can't visualize it, maybe there's no no identifiable witness to uh, uh, what happened and maybe it's not as, maybe you don't, I, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe there's le- maybe you're less likely to suffer the full shutting out of all of your art because of that. I, I, I could be wrong, but I'm just, I was just thinking about that point. Did, did uh, Chris Brown stick? How do people feel uh-uh. about him? Nope. I think all. for some people it did. For some part of the culture, it did. Because remember, he came out as he could have been as big like the new clean usher. Now he's like in that bad boy, can't really get the gum off my shoe, so I'm going to embrace it kind of role where he's tatted up everywhere, you know, gang signs, stuff, all of that stuff. This was this kid was in a spearmint commercial, (laughs) dancing, eating, chewing gum. Now he's talking about killing people in a song, singing about it, matter of fact, singing about it, right? <laughs> Something that's rap about it sounds hard, but somebody is singing about killing people. Um, I I think it might have not stuck for a lot of people that he, he I think he'll probably regain about 70, 80% of his core fan base because he is extremely talented. Um, and... <laughs> It's not terrible, right? He's extremely talented. Dude. Um, I think a little bit of that, but like, but if you think about this, right? There's he's handsome too, right? So think about um, when I when I watched the movie about uh, what was the guy that what was the white dude that's going around killing all the the, the women? And he was super handsome, and girls were oh, showing up to the thing. Serial killer. Uh, yeah, Ted Bundy. But, but, Ted Bundy, right? Mm. Ted Bundy. Yeah, I think you got a little bit of that too, right? You got this sexy guy who can sing, dance like Michael Jackson with tattoos. <laughs> he has what all a, a lot of the women now, a, a whole lot of women love Rihanna. Why not, right? She's the bad girl Riri, right? Black Madonna um, with a little bit of <laughs> um, a little bit of Caribbean in her, um, and he got the bad boy image, so. You still see a lot of women were kind of like, oh, well, I mean, I kind of like a little crazy man that keep me in check or or I kind of thought Chris Brown was a little crazy or whatever. I like that. And then women are going to still get what they get out of his music. Right. That that grays, 50 shades of gray shit. Right. (laughs) (laughs) We 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 cut to an office. Um, Hey, John, can I see your office for for a minute? Uh, would say that again. Uh, I want to see you in my office, um, just for a, a quick talk. Um, okay. Okay. Great. Come All on right. in. Um, Welcome. All right. Okay. Um, so, um, the boss is upstairs. Told me to um, that you know you you can have some issues here at work. You don't complete any of your assignments. You're always late. 
um, you were bragging about getting a tattoo on your five-hour lunch break you took yesterday. That you <laughs> went off and got a tattoo. Um, and they want to fire you. <clears throat> well, I've sensed a little bit of reluctancy. You haven't fired me yet. You must like my tattoo. Um, I mean, actually, I, I like everything about you. And you're, you know, you're the bad boy at the office. You, you get to place a little bit of spice, and you know, you make things interesting here. You mind if I smoke this joint here? You're not gonna say no, right? Um, sure, sure, go, go for it. Um, there's no windows, but you know, it's, it's. <laughs> you, need a, you need a little bit of that, man. Calm you down so we can have this real conversation, man. Okay. So what's um, up? Yeah, you know. Yeah, you're, you're saying you like me and shit. Yeah, what's, you know, <laughs> they don't think you should work here anymore. Um, but the fuck you know, I think we'll be making a big mistake by letting you go. You, you know, you, you don't you, you don't bring a lot like work wise, but I think you bring a lot like character wise to to the space. <clears throat> yeah, man. Yeah, that's right, man. So, you know, man, I, when I got this job, man. You know, I didn't give a fuck about what anybody thought. You know what I'm saying? As long as I'm getting that check. All them honeys up in here. I can't ask for oh, much. Oh, yeah, money. I also love that. Um, you're not supposed to call them that. Um, please please, please don't do that. that. That one, if you cannot do that one, that, I think we could work around the other thing. <laughs> you you saying that you don't want me to call my honeys, the honeys up in here, honeys? Man, what else am I supposed to call them? Um, you know they don't have call them by their names. I, I think that's kind of the, the way the way to go. Man, I don't be seeing the name tag, man. I just be seeing that ass when they walk past. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know that this is gonna work. Actually, um, what you mean it ain't gonna yeah. work, man? We we like you. You talk about, You thought I was cool, man. You yeah, but it, you know that's. I think that's the one thing that I, I cannot have you. Um, you know, we we can't have that happen. So. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna promote you to upstairs. You'll have your own office. You'll be away from from the women here who, you know, have been complaining about you calling them the, the honeys as a group. They don't really like that. Um, so I'm gonna move you upstairs, like just out, out of the out of the way of that, just so that you're out of the way and uh, you, you can still work or not work. Go get tattoos, uh, do whatever you want. But you know, I just really want your spirit to be in the building, if that makes sense. So you're saying that. Um... Upstairs, I can smoke as much weed as I want in my office, and ain't nobody gonna be knocking on the door telling me I'm bothering them and shit. It's it's a it's a big office, uh, bigger than mine. Uh, you'll yeah, you have your own a lot of space in there. Oh, with this promotion, do I get a little honey to uh, come check on me and set my meetings up and shit? Um, <laughs> um but we'll probably um have to. Uh, Check on that, but I'm I'm not sure. Um, I don't think you'll have any meetings, honestly. <laughs> we we cut upstairs uh, a few weeks later. He's you know he's smoking a joint, he's jamming his music all by himself in his big office. Uh, he hears a knock on the door. Uh, uh Mr. Miles. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> hey, man. I um I I work in the office next door. You know, I said oh, hi to you a few times you, in the you hallway. You're next door to me? Yeah, yeah, I'm next door. I'm next door. And uh, your music's a little loud. I'm on client calls right now, and I can barely hear them, and they're complaining about a lot of background noise. I was wondering if you could turn it down a little bit, please. You want me to turn it down? Yeah, yeah. This is just, you know, to a respectable level. You know, we're all trying to get work done up here. Um, I, I know I, you're new to this floor. I mean, I, I still don't understand what, you, what you're saying, man. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, this. You want me to turn down? Yeah, just turn it down a little bit. Just turn it down a little bit. Um, also, I've, I've heard that you've been asking my secretary to do some of your stuff for you. Uh, oh, I yeah, do not yeah. appreciate you using my secretary. Um, hey, man, this ain't the game, bro. She chose me. Well, she's assigned to me in the in the org chart. I don't care you. what she assigned to, bro. She came over here when I called. That's not my problem, bro. You can check out with your, with your HR, whoever you got going on, coming over telling me to turn down. Yeah. And, and your woman over here with me. She's not my woman. She's my secretary. That's your problem. You ain't got no ownership, right? You don't know how to keep your peoples in check. You ain't going to never rise up the ranks here, bro. Close, closes the door behind him. You know what? 
I think you're right. <laughs> I've been work I've been working at this job for five years. I've been in the same position. I can't seem I'm stagnant. I can't seem to move up at all. You came out of nowhere. You've been here for weeks. I haven't seen you do a lick mm -hmm. of work. What, yeah. what what's your secret? The secret is, man, you gotta get everybody else to be doing all the work and you reap all the benefits, man. That's what you do. But, but how do I do that? All I know is hard work, dedication, work, you know, get here before the boss, leave after the boss sort of thing. Mm. Sound like the boss must be pimping you out. Say what? Sound like the boss coming here checking you, asking you where his money is or her money is. And that's the mentality you got to change. You the boss. You tell them what to do. I'm the boss. You the boss, man. Now, now get the fuck out of my office. <laughs> we cut. We cut. We cut to. We cut, we cut to to HR HR manager's office. Uh, Antoine, can I see you in my office, please? Can you please please come in? I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there. No, get in here right now. All right. All right. Hey, what's what's going on? What's going on? Are you smoking a joint? Is that thing lit? <laughs> so what if I am? Did you want some? Don't, put it out. Don't you bring that in here. All right, I'll save down. it for later. I'll save it for later. Yeah, put it out. Listen, <sighs> I understand you've been cavorting with uh, uh, with that guy that just moved up there to your uh, executive level, right? I, I understand you've been taking tips from him about how to do work. You're, I, I just want you to know your productivity has gone down by 47% in two weeks, Antoine. You Is that all? Top... <laughs> Listen, let me tell you something. I've seen the guy that you're trying to, to be like, okay? He's good looking. He's fantastic. He called me honey one day and I giggled and I know it's inappropriate. <laughs> All right. But he can get away with that. Look in the mirror, Antoine. Look in the mirror. Turn around. Look in the mirror. You look like him, Antoine. Do you think you can get away with that? That's right. Take a good hard look. You can't. So I want you to give me your keys. Turn in your executive level keys. <laughs> See. <laughs> That's an HR violation. <laughs> I want you to look in the mirror right now. Do you think you can get away from that? Do you think you're good looking enough to do what you just did? Some people can get away with us. Hey, just be honest, man. That is a thing. Even though they don't say it, we all know like that's something that still gets acted on. I know. Oh man, I, I always and I know I think I've, I've said this on the podcast before. In middle school, one of my friends, uh, I was in sixth grade math, and one of my friends and I, we got D's on our report card in math. And Kevin was sweet; he was the cutest boy in class. And he took his report card up to to our teacher, and he said, "I got a D. I, there's no way I should have gotten a D." You know, I, I, my I, and she looked at his report card, and she looked at him. She's like, "Oh, you're right, Kevin." You're right. I do have the wrong grade here. And I was like, all right, then. So I go up to the desk. I'm like, I got a D. There's no way. She's like, now, Tandaway, you wouldn't want me to lie, would you? <laughs> Damn. You yeah, did that for Kevin Alex. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Yeah, man. Oh, now, send Kevin back up here. <laughs> That's what you should have did. You should have sent Kevin to, to go on your behalf. I didn't know. I didn't know how to use pretty. I didn't know how to use good looking back then. See, you can either be good looking or know how to manipulate and use it. You got options, right? You, you, you got options. There's there's lanes you can go to get what you want. One is attractiveness. One is money. One is force. You know. One is quote unquote manipulation or charming, right? Um. If you're attractive, you know, all of them are probably weighted differently too, right? Depending yeah. on who you are. So, and my thing, I think it's, I found out like early on too, you know, oh, this girl can do whatever she wants because everybody in this area wants to be with her. She's going, 
quote unquote, get all the candy from all the boys. Uh, or this boy is going to get all the candy from all the girls, you know, all that kind of stuff. It happens, but <clears throat> things change too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So, so I get. So, what, what's our argument that R. Kelly was just, if he were just a well, little bit more attractive, then uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> he might be able to get away. With I don't know. I want to hear from Michi. I, I haven't I heard from Michi yeah. yet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we've covered a lot of grounds here. Um, yeah, to add, kind of add to something Antoine said a bit earlier, I was listening to a, um, something on like BBC Radio a few months ago uh, where, or maybe last year, um, where um, they're, they're talking about, um, you know, does the composer affect the music? Um, that, that kind of, that topic. And uh, a guy had listened to this piece of instrumental music uh, and kind of like, his friend just played for him. Just played for him. He said, like, "Oh, it's uh, it's not bad. I, I kind of like it." Um, and then after he listened to it, his friend told him, "Oh, that was written by Charles Manson." <laughs> <laughs> and then he said he listened to it again, and he he just like couldn't he couldn't do it. And he said, "Oh no, it's it's like it's, it's an instrumental piece piece of music. You know, there's there's no words. There's no." Um, yeah, I don't know, um, but yeah, just just by hearing that, it changed his mind about this, um, this just these notes. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's it's weird how that how that works, and, and yeah, it is. Yep. Yeah, uh, and it is. Um, it's also weird that we sort of keep this only for art and not other things like politics. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, like. Just, just say, you know, a, a guy one day showed up and was like, I, I, I killed cancer, everybody. I killed cancer. Yay. Um, he, killed, he killed cancer. Um, how do you Yay. do it? Well, you know, I, I, I made a serum and I tested it on people who, who, who didn't know I was, I was testing on them. And, you know, I, I, I was all the homeless people and I snuck into a hospital and stabbed, you know, jabbed a few people with my, with my serum. And, and, it, and it worked. And, and, you know, he did all these horrible things. Some of them died, but you know, it's, it's fine. We, I cured cancer. Yay. Um, you know, would we not use that serum? Or would, or would we use it? They would probably cure that dude and then tell them that they made it and erase all of the things that they said he, he said he just did. That's what yeah. it would be. That's you what know? they would want to do. Yeah. But. Well, that's what they would want. That becomes a bloody game at some point. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure it's happened before. I'm sure they're wacky. Yeah. Like, yeah. We yeah. can't let them know who made this. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's weird to me that we reserve it just for art and nothing that's else. That's true. Basically. Very, uh-huh. very interesting argument, too, right? Mm-hmm. It's something that has a voluntary engagement. We criticize mm-hmm. people so heavily. They're, you know, it's kind of like the drugs argument, right? You're kind of policing people for choosing what to put in their body. And the response it gets once it's in their body is you are judging, you know, an artist who you have a voluntary engagement with, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, it's very interesting, man. Um, and I'm glad you shared that, that, that point of view. Anybody listening to the podcast, share us your comments. <clears throat> Who's argument do you like the best it doesn't matter see ton wins all in all and the family wins as well uh but we would love to hear your thoughts um on that matter um what do y'all think about pepe Le Pew? you think pepe gonna get his day oh i, I, I think I know. saw him on a recent episode like a recent yeah. looney tunes episode um they changed they, they modified his modified behavior. a little bit yeah i saw just a little <laughs> clip of it but in it, um, like for some reason, Bugs was about to get married to Lola, and then Lola went back to Pepe as like her old boyfriend or something. Oh, Lord. Bugs at the altar. Oh, Lord. So he's still <laughs> Lola with, with Pepe. Bugs, I would be having cold feet, man. I would literally have cold feet. Uh, I, I heard on the, on the radio this, this morning they were talking about. Um, uh, analyzing or being critical of uh, the Destiny's Child's lyrics to cater to you. They were going on and on about that this morning on the radio and like, oh, those are neat. If we're talking about stuff, then we really need to examine um, you know, those lyrics. Uh, what, and, what was the issue over the lyrics? 
I guess just the fact that, I mean, it was all about catering to a guy and all of this stuff and et cetera. But uh, yeah, that was a discussion on the, on the radio this morning. Well, I'm a, I'm not, I'm not a part of the show with three guys. Hey, I like you. I've been a fan for a long time. I'm not a part of the beehive because that sounds crazy and cultish, but um, it literally, she, they say, this is your day. Like, I'm doing this because this is your day, right? Women have a problem with having a day that a woman will do this, say these things to their man. Like, what? what's crazy about that? Wouldn't you want the flip side to be I'm just, just as... Telling you what, I'm just telling what you what the argument was. I, I, I mean, like that's, I don't doesn't know. the flip side happen? I feel like there's hundreds of songs where guys are talking about <laughs> all the things they'll do for their woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And no one argues, man. Look at this dude right here talking about all the things. We gotta talk about these <laughs> lyrics, man. <laughs> but what is your point? What, what is your argument? I mean, what was your opinion? I, didn't have, I didn't have any. I just I, I thought, oh, that song was probably written by a man. I don't see the problem with. It. <laughs> oh, <laughs> a man probably said it. <laughs> so you don't think you don't think you don't think a man? You don't think that. They wrote that song. You don't think they a woman could mean those words to a man? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I because I mean it's the, the human. The, it's the a fantasy. Well, you said it's a fantasy. Yeah, that's what it sounds like to me. I mean, it's it's possible. I mean, it's not an impossible fantasy. It's just somebody's. Uh, uh, I got you. Likely I got man's you. fantasy of of uh, <laughs> you know a, a woman's behavior, either one time or all the time. Uh, and it's not very far from some societal uh, expectations of, of woman behavior. Oh, here we getting into this again? <laughs> I was just trying to talk about Larry. But no, it's, it's uh, you know, I don't know. I just thought it's probably written by me. Have y'all seen what's the show? I just watched a bunch of it. They ran it on E. Uh, uh, something five ever, girls five ever. Uh, it's like a spoof. Really, it's pretty funny. Uh, kind of a spoof about this all girls, <clears throat> all girls band getting back together many, many, many years later when they're all so much older and and kind of washed out, etc. But anyway, so they were singing their their famous songs, and um, and uh, their uh, manager, and they broke away from their manager, so their manager blocked their Instagram feed of them doing these lives singing their songs because these were all of the songs that they sang on the contract with him. So they were trying to write new songs and they wrote something. And, you know, a lot of it sounded like the the old stuff. And they were like, wait a minute, why is it, why are we singing about this kind of thing? And it was really, you know, humorously off base, but very similar to that kind of, you know, uh, cater to you type of deal or all of this stuff about them as women and what they would do for men or how men were so much better than them. And then they realized that their music had been written by men all of those years. And so it just made me think about that when I heard the the, uh, the Destiny's Child thing this morning. I was like, I'm oh, probably written by a man, too. There was a song I don't know Patrice O'Neill used to sing on his podcast that was like kind of what you're saying. It was like um, it was an older song. Let me see if I can look it up. <clears throat> but it was basically like... Um, I'll try to look it up. You keep. It was like I don't care what you do as long as you come home to me, or kind of thing, right? And that makes a lot of sense if you're like, um, who would who would what woman would write a song where (laughs) she was subjugated herself to? What is the song? It's a was that the SOS band? Yeah, it's just be good to me. Just be good to me. Just be good to me. No other girls. Just be good to me. Be good to me. And that's a good song <laughs> that you don't want to be singing and be like, wait a second. <laughs> nah, I can't be. Yeah, that's what we've been singing and touring for the last 30 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there are men. I think the thing is there are obviously now the internet has started to doc- democratize communities. There is a community of men um who probably like you said is the audience for that music right the kevin samuels people they probably listen to that one woman that's like listen i know you're a high value man 
just be good to me, you know? And that's how they get off, right? If there was a woman who, you know, challenged that in any way, they would have to argue, you know, masculinity dominance, right? And I mean, the simple thing about that, right? They did a, they did a study on apes. <clears throat> I want to say the chimpanzees, and they showed that the ones that became the longest in the leadership roles were not the most aggressive or violent ones. They were the ones that had the most diplomatic skills as well as they were decent fighters. So they could and make all the women and children like them so that when it's time to attack the big violent dude, everybody like, well, fuck that dude. Let's beat up him. And they jump in and kill him. And then this guy raises the power and now he gets to be the king of the apes for 10 years until he dies, I guess. You know what I'm saying? But what does that say, right? Like, fit is survive, right? You don't have to be the most dominant horn bull in a society where things are agile and quick. Flexibility, in my opinion, should be one of the biggest things value in a person because mm. things are changing, right? Not can we take this back to the 40s and 50s when the man was slapping a woman, telling him to shut the hell up, get in there and cook. Niggas don't even really be eating home cooked meals that often anymore. <laughs> the fuck are y'all talking about, right? What do you want them to get in there and go order some DoorDash for me? Shut the fuck up, man. <clears throat> stupid. It's stupid. You know, um, for the guys that actually hold that in their mind. Um, so, and I mean, yeah, that's my thoughts. I don't want to get into that. <laughs> I don't want to get down that rabbit hole. <clears throat> Um, I got a scene though. Uh, we cut to a um, cut to a, a husband talking to his wife after a long day at work. Shelly, I just got out of work. Twelve hours, and when I committed to my life to you. All I thought I was going to at least get was a home-cooked meal. You're doing way too much door dashing and Uber Eats. I'm not married to Uber Eats. I'm not married to DoorDash. I'm married to Shelly. Shelly Miles. Shelly Miles need to <clears throat> stop door dashing and start dashing in here in this kitchen and using some of that dash seasoning on some of the food or something. <laughs> I'm sorry I had to say that. I know we didn't have a long day. I just had to get my speak my mind. Okay, thank you. What'd you say? I'm sorry, I was just ordering some DoorDash. They got a special um, Korean barbecue. You love Korean barbecue. How was your day? You How was you, you was literally, what did I tell you about holding them, putting them AirPods in your ear all day? I don't know when the hell you're on the phone. I don't know when you're doing nothing. I just poured my heart out to you. You weren't even listening. Now look at you getting all worked up and angry. You know what's going to make you calm down? Some of that Korean barbecue when it gets here. You know how you love Korean barbecue. That's just going to make everything. How was your day? How was work? It was Are terrible. It was okay. terrible. Uh -huh. It was terrible. All right. What happened? A lot of shit. People is they got a dude who just get away with everything, smoke weed in the office. But what do I gotta do? I gotta I make one mistake and they threaten to fire my ass. You know, so I want to come home, have my wife, you know, you know, maybe ready for some food and maybe some, some intimacy, okay. you know. And then well, that's I'm gonna yeah, that's why I that's why I DoorDash so that I can spend more time preparing for the intimacy. If I have to cook and do both, then I'm just gonna be average at both, maybe. But God damn, how long will it take you to prepare for the intimacy? Would you need a whole two hour break or something? We just talk about putting some food on the stove. That's all. So you, that's not that's not how cooking works. You don't just buy stuff from the groceries and throw it on the stove. You have to prepare. You got to research recipes. You have to make sure you have all the ingredients for the recipe. And if you don't, then you're going back to the store to get more stuff. John, I don't want to talk about it. One of the things we never really discussed is how my mother abandoned our family because she kept forgetting things, 
from recipes and she kept going back to the store and one day she just had it and she never showed up. So I vowed from that moment on that I would not okay, prepare okay. a meal. All right, I'm sorry. Because you never know. I'm sorry. I know, I know. I'm sorry. We, <laughs> we cut to John's office the next day. Is a bunch of them kind of standing around in an office. It's kind of that Mad Men style. They're all in suits holding uh, glasses of whiskey. And then my wife started rubbing my feet as I was watching TV. Let me tell you, it's just what a man needs after a hard day at work. Yeah, it sounds pretty normal. Just another Tuesday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Just another Tuesday. How were your evening, gentlemen? Oh, I mean, mine was good. Um, my wife didn't rub my feet, but she rubbed my shoulders out watching a uh, baseball game. <clears throat> Well, I'm watching the game too. Hey, yeah, gentlemen, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna use the restroom for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, well, you, you just got a fresh glass. You already going to restroom? Yeah, yeah I do this all the time, man. It's just a glass. Let me go right. in the restroom. We want to hear about that dinner that your wife was gonna cook. You were telling okay. us about it. Hey, yeah, you know what? I I I just go to the restroom too. Why don't we just all, all go to the you restroom? Let's all go. I'll put let's my all go. Down. Take a break together. Oh, yeah. oh, just walk and talk. Let's walk and talk. Yeah, walk and talk. <laughs> <laughs> so, John, you were saying about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, whew, man. I mean, uh, excuse y'all, I might have to pick up speed a little bit. No, I really got to pee. You're holding it. I, I really, really, really got to hold it. I just got some cardio in as well. Let's pick this up. Yeah, I just got these new shoes, and you know my feet are very relaxed, so I have no problem going a little faster. Okay, but, great. Yeah. All right, guys. Jeez. All right, guys. Listen. All right. I don't have to pee. Oh. My my wife has been automating everything at our house, so I haven't been able to. I mean, she's don't cook anymore. She door dashes. She don't sweep anymore. She got an iRobot vacuum. She don't rub my feet. We got these little shoes. You stick your feet in and you turn them on and they massage your feet. My wife ain't touched me in a year. All this goddamn technology. Goddamn technology. That's why we're an old-fashioned agency, John. That's why we still use typewriters. That's why we smoke in the office. But the shit, the days are kicking my ass doing all this typewriting shit, man. My hands be cramping. Don't y'all ever want to just update a little bit, man. I don't want it to be as bad as my house, man. You don't want to go all deep, right? We ain't even having sex anymore. She got some covers. You rock around in the covers and massage your whole body. You orgasm and you go right to sleep. Don't even remember the shit that happened to you. You know? The shit is ridiculous, man. And I'm just kind of jealous that y'all get to still have them old-fashioned relationships and wear these old-fashioned suits, you know? Kind of brings back memories. You know, I grew up in a household like that. That's uh, that's unfortunate, John. On On the flip side, if I'm being honest, guys, I don't know how to use a computer, like not at all. I, I don't have a cell phone. Um, if I needed to look up something, I got to go to the library and find a book. It's, it is tough. That's why I got to get my feet massaged all the time. I've been <laughs> walking to the library. You're putting a lot of miles in them harsh bottom shoes can't hurt your feet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They, don't, they don't have Dr. Scholl's or anything. This is just straight shoe in here. Yeah, man. Sorry about that, man. Sorry to hear that. Sorry to hear that. No, it's okay. You know, we, we all have our struggles and, you know, things that we're suffering with. So, you know, um, John, uh, yeah, I, I would say just um, tell your wife how you feel. Tell her what you want. Why don't you show her what? you want to, to receive for her. Why don't you, why don't you send an example? Like show show her what, what how would you like to be? Yeah, you yeah. yeah. Have the man show her. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's all, just old fashioned enough. So you think I should take her out to like some old shack and just like prepare a bunch of meals, just me and her? What you did at home? I don't know why you need to go to an old shack. Like we got a lot of technology at home. It's gonna be a lot of distractions. I'm gonna have to like get rid of everything. This woman is like a magnet to 
electronics and stuff, you know? We cut to the old shack for both of them. Oh. All right, baby. <laughs> Making some uh, stew over here. That's I was wondering how DoorDash was able to find you out here in these in these woods. You're cooking this? I'm cooking this, babe. Oh. Got me some got me some stew from what I killed out here in these woods. Chopped you it up with your found bare some, hands. Found mm. some carrots. You know, they ain't got no water, so I still got the blood on my hands. But More I heard it, I heard this, you know. I just wanted us to have time together, okay? You know, I love you. And I always want you to know that, all right? You're touching my to, shoulder, John. I know, I know. I just, you know, remember this? Oh, remember yes. all of this? Huh? Yes, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, mm -hmm. John. Yeah, see, see. Oh, I, oh, I had to bring you out here. I had to yes. bring you out here for us to do that, you know? Oh my gosh, hold on. Let me open up my purse and bring my blanket out. I brought my blanket with me. I'm going to wrap okay. up in this. You got me started. No, no. no I'm going to put the blanket on. No, I, we don't need I'm done, the blanket. I'll pass it on to you. You yeah, can I, we don't the need the blanket. Too. We don't need no. blanket. I, we can't, we, I, I don't want anything electronic out here. This is the woods. There's a moon out there. They don't need no blanket. Okay, that's fine. All right. I'll put it down. So let's look at that stew. What you got there? What's in that? I found some raccoon and some squirrel out there. I think that one right there is a groundhog. That little piece of meat right there. Okay. Let me taste a little, taste a little bit of this. Go ahead, go ahead. Taste some of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean it's okay, but it's missing something. Missing something? Maybe a little, maybe a little, maybe a little garlic, a little garlic pepper. We maybe don't have some garlic out time. There. You don't have. We don't, don't have. have I, I just. Here. I used what I could find. This was more about me and you spending quality time than it was about using all of these different infrastructures to make our lives easier, which makes us even more distant. I like our struggles. That? What about the like recipe, John? What about the recipe? You made a stew without a recipe? You just put stuff together? There's no seasoning? Listen, some point in human history, people ate damn good food without all the damn seasoning and shit. And we're still around. That means that they spend a lot of their time focusing about how they could season their, their relationship and their love life versus seasoning all this. We ain't got to have something that tastes spectacular every time our tongue has to touch some food. We could spend that putting our tongues on each other. That's all I'm trying to say, God damn it. All right. Well, By the way, I quit my job. What? We own this house. I sold the other house. We own this house and all the land around it. This is where we live. In. I just wanted to make sure he was cool first. And I'm not cool. Okay. Oh. That's fine, but we'll talk about it. Tell you what, give me my keys. I'm gonna go to the store. I'll, I'll just get a few. Get there's a few only one items key. to put and in I, the. I, there's only one key, and I have the key. We can't lose this key, so I'm gonna need That's you to stay here. You're the most organized person, and I'm gonna go out and do all the running and making sure that we have everything for the house. Cool. You don't want to be walking out there with bears and stuff, just bears and wolves and shit. Let me deal with it. I, I could I could take on, you know, but I need you to stay here. Okay. Okay. Tell you what. Um, how about I just uh I'm just Is there something wrong, babe? I mean John, then let's be honest. You think the machine come between us? The machines have created the relationship that we have. Without those machines, we don't have a relationship. What do you mean? I, I, I mean, I think in this shack, you're going to expect me to sweep. You're going to expect me to cook. You're going to expect me to, 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 to make love to you. And, and I'm sorry, I've, I've become too dependent on the machines. I don't, I don't know that I can do those things. And I, and, I, and I feel like I'm going to fail you. I'm going to fail this relationship. 
suddenly a Roomba comes in the door. Tandy, I've been looking everywhere for you. Oh, I'm here to, I'm here to get you out of here. Yo, Hop on my you. back. Let's go. Okay. What are you doing, Tandy? What are you doing? I'm riding the Roomba out. It's gonna take me a while, John. Just just shout slowly. And scene. <laughs> save by the Come Roomba. And save me. <laughs> All right, so what is what is the final stance here on the initial question around R. Kelly? Final stance. Yeah. My, my final opinion is it's not as clean as I would like, but I think you have to take it case by case. You have to you have to assess the person, what their legacy is or body of work. And you have to see what it means to you. If it makes you feel like you are going against your value system by engaging with an artist or whoever, um, I think you have the right. I think it has to be case by case. That's my last, that's my my situation. I'll go next. I'll say in some cases, ignorance is bliss. You uh, you look into your heroes too much, you may find their villainy. So if you like art, just try to appreciate the art on the tone. Once you start digging into the artist, you may find some things you don't like. Um, so enjoy the ignorance. Enjoy the art on standalone. Because I know about R. Kelly, because I did watch a good amount of Surviving R. Kelly, I have not listened to R. Kelly in quite some time. <laughs> and I probably won't in quite some time. <laughs> <laughs> it's just too connected. Yeah. The art and the artist are just too connected in what they create. It's hard. And especially since he's, um, you know, I guess, does he have a legal fight going on? It's like you're contributing to him, uh, supporting himself, uh, get out of this trouble that he's in. Right. So that's, yeah. I guess that's my that's my take on it. If um, particularly contemporary artists, I guess if there's some some heinous thing they've done, and you know, participating and listening to their work or whatever it is, um, may contribute to a lifestyle they may or may not be repentant of. Uh, so, so real but, real quick, yeah. real quick on that, because I I thought the same thing, but. The, Again, it kind of comes back into doing the research because you could say mm. that about any artist, right? That's what I think. If any artist yeah. is having a legal battle, if any artist has like a drug problem, are you contributing to it by supporting their work? Mm. I don't know. Man, I mean, there's so much evil afoot. There's so much. This this place is so hypocritical. It's so hard to really separate and be like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to be straight and narrow because, right? Like you said, when you think you are, then you'll find out something else. But just do the best you can. And also, is that does that change if the artist openly accepts the thing that everybody's criticizing, right? Like it's different if everybody's like, nah, I'm innocent, but they have this crazy crime. Do we give them more credit, credibility for being like it was what it was, right? And and accepting whatever it was. Just throwing that out to the listeners. Think about that. Mm. Yeah, I think that's, that's a good point, point. because um, somebody is like, uh, or even like, you know, I did it and what? What are you going to do about it? Uh, compared to I did it and I'm really sorry and I'm working on myself to get better. Uh, you know, those are two different things. Like, how do you judge? Um, you know, do you judge them the same still? Do, do you uh, ask one of them to... Yeah, go do the work, and we'll see you down the road. Um, you know, there's, there's still like a lot of, uh, uh, yeah, there's still like a lot of gray area there. So, um, yeah, like overall, I, I, yeah, I don't think I know the, the full answers to everything on on this. Um, it's, it's it's a very complex topic. Very complex. <clears throat> very complex. I want to shout out John Nada real quick in the chat. Um, you mentioned that you think Charles Manson wrote a Beatles song. Did a quick search on that. I don't think he wrote a Beatles song. The song is Helter Skelter. I think it inspired Charles Manson. I don't think he actually wrote one. Um, 
But he also, he said he's never listened to R. Kelly, and now he's curious. <laughs> Stop listening to R. Kelly and go from there. <laughs> Good luck yep. to you, John. First, listen to his albums, then watch Surviving yep. R. Kelly right after, and then come back and let us know what you think. <laughs> yeah, listen to the albums first, and then watch Surviving watch. R. Kelly. Yeah, don't watch Surviving R. Kelly and listen to the albums, listen to the albums first. It's going to ruin it. Yeah. <laughs> um, DJ Comfy, go ahead and get those tunes ready. Uh, again, shout out to John, Crystal, Neil in the chat. Thank you so much for stopping by, leaving your comments, saying hello. Love to see it. For John, for Tandy, for Michi, for myself. That's Can't Tell Us Nothing show. We out. <laughs>